Episode 36 of the Native Overstayer podcast, and because uh, it's been a while. It's been a huge amount of time since we've spoken. I know, I've missed you, man. I think I didn't speak. We haven't podcasted since, what, last year? I think uh, Mr. PhD himself, uh, Tony. Oh, yes. Okay. Was the, some uh, of his hair gel still here. Tony, his, come and get the rest of your hair gel. Come and get the rest of your hair gel. He's, he's had his nose, oh, his nose. He's had his leg fixed. He has, yeah. So he's, uh, he's the bionic man now. He's, he, he should be back up and running. But yeah, uh, yeah he was the last one that we did, he I think. He was. So yeah, good been a while, be been a while. What have you been up to, mate? Oh, just surviving. I mean, obviously, mindful we're in uh, lockdown again here in Auckland. Happy uh, days. Level three, though. So obviously, that allows us as close family to, to still come and meet with each other. There's not more than 10 people here. That's right. Uh, and allow us to have this podcast tonight. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just obviously uh, the young fella out of school. Well, yep. Actually, he was sick last week. So actually, he had a COVID test last week. Oh. So he yeah, got one of those things stuck up his nose, and they said, oh, would you like to get one as well? Yeah. And then I've had stuff go up my nose, but more the powder form. Oh. So I wasn't really that keen. <laughs> but they said, no, no, test him. Yeah. And so, you know, he did pretty well. He wasn't, you know, t- t- uh, too too sulky. Yeah. Um, and then it came back negative. So we're like, oh, great. Oh, cool. And then, then he went back to school for one day, back at Jaira. And then, um, yeah, we find out on... Uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, that uh, no more, no, no lockdown for, for this week. So here we are. Yep. So Back yeah. into level three. Back into level three. What's happened to the cold and flu? It's sort of died off, isn't it? Has COVID killed that as well? I guess it's, it's healed it, if I was to use a spiritual <laughs> reference. Has it really? Uh, I think uh, the, the flu has disappeared. It's been healed. Um, yep. It's been taken over by COVID because all the symptoms, right? Yeah. I mean, here we are coming to the end of our summer. Yes. And, um, you know, people... Uh, I guess aren't getting the flu as much. I mean, you need to look at the stats, but people aren't, I guess, dying of the flu as much as well worldwide. Yeah. So it's like, well, hang on, if people aren't dying of the flu, I guess what are they dying of? Yeah, I think COVID. Well, I think that's what the stats would tell us. Uh, I heard a good uh, good COVID story, if you can have one of those, is the um, second oldest lady in France. What was she? 100 and something. 117. Yeah. Had COVID. Yes. And survived. Oh, no, she was 116. Yeah. And then she survived COVID and then had her 117th birthday. Oh, viva la France. That's viva la France. Yeah. That's, there's some hope for us, mate. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I heard that as well, right? So, I mean, obviously, and even in France, you know, it's pretty crazy over there. I've got mates over there that have, I think, just reopened their gyms. Oh, really? And their businesses, you know, post-rugby. And they're like, oh, finally, now we can actually start, you know, helping people again and getting people fit and, yeah, and yeah. helping them to fight COVID, helping them to improve their immune system. Immune system, yeah. Because yeah. like, oh, what's the survival rate of COVID? What's the latest? I've I've heard different stats, but it's, what was it 97 percent, ninety nine percent, something like that. 99. I mean, basically, I mean, I have to have a look at the stats of today, but I think, um, I think there's been what a hundred and fourteen million cases. Yeah. Of cases worldwide. Of of COVID, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And so out of that, I think we've had maybe eight million deaths. Right. Yeah. If I need to look at the stats, feel free to uh, fact. Facebook fact check, whatever it is they do to, to confirm those, but a big number. Yeah. But again, obviously, uh, when you've got, and look, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone out there has heard a thousand podcasts and a thousand shows, and you hear it throughout the media that, you know, the the infection rate is, is what seems to be taking precedent now. Mm. So it's the number of cases. It's the same situation now we have here in Auckland. Yeah. It's cases that have put us into lockdown put us back into lockdown, yeah. as opposed to the actual number of people that have died, yes. which is the ultimate tragedy, right? Yes. The 26 people that have died of corona, and we'll talk New Zealand, that have died of coronavirus, right? 
26 people have died. Um, and that go and a lot of them came from um, the different rest homes. That's right. Yeah. Um, there was St Margaret's just over here, here in Auckland, Te Aratu, and yep. then also Rosewood, I think down down the line. Christchurch was it? Christchurch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and even if you were to, I was reading. Oh, sorry, I remember reading an article. I think it might have been stuff.co.nz. Um, they talked. Um, it wasn't quite the, the full 26. I think they were talking about maybe eight. At the time, it was 18 deaths. So this is last year. Yeah. The majority of those uh, people that died tragically. With COVID, um, the majority um, they weren't Maori or Pacifica, and obviously we're a Maori Pacific podcast here, but they weren't Maori or Pacifica. Yeah, they were Balangi or European or White or Pakeha or whatever you want to call it, and a bit older. Yeah, and in rest homes, uh, a, a large percentage of them. But we are perceived now to be the at-risk group of people that should be getting the vaccine first, right? Pretty much, right? They're, they're, they're saying that we should. The government's saying, you know, has already said that we should be the ones getting the vaccine. And when I say we, um, obviously what's happened in Papatoi over the last couple of weeks, yep. um, and you've got a lot of um, uh, prominent Māori and Pasifika saying the same thing, that we should get the vaccine because we're at the lower end uh, of all those bad health stats. We okay. have diabetes. Yeah. We have. We are overweight. We're obese. So there's a, a chance that if you get it or we get it, yeah. um, then we're more likely to die from it, right? Yeah, so yeah. we should get it. Mm. Well, it's been a year, and yep, we've gone hard and we've gone early, as Auntie Jacinda has said, yeah. and only 26 people have died. Yeah. Of those 26 people, again, how many were Māori Pacific and how many of them were, I don't know, under 65, under 70? Mm. Mm. It's an interesting time, isn't it? I think it's a, it's a scary time if you're a business owner. Oh, for sure. Or if you're part of um, part of what they call the physical class. Yeah. I think I talked about this maybe in a previous podcast. You know, with COVID, you realise that you've got basically the physical class. People like you that have to actually go to work, yeah. go to the schools, yeah. take your photos. Yeah. You've got people like me who are part of the Zoom class yeah. where I can video interview these guys in prison, for example. Yeah. And then you have the corporate class, that's the Jeff Bezos and all those people that are making the yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. The people that are suffering right now are the physical class, That's right. the builders, the people that, you know, plumbers, all those people that can't work. Under level three, you know, if you're deemed an essential service, yeah. maybe if you open a food bank now or you change your services, you know, um, those are the people that are at risk. Mm. And we're, what, $14 billion of wage subsidy yeah. that, is, that has come out to support? Wow, it's amazing we can come up with that amount of money yeah. when we've got such a big homeless problem and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. well, okay. Well, that money's come in. How effective has it been? Or how effective is it going to be in really supporting, for example, I, I think small, sorry, small and medium-sized businesses, that's what we are. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's helping with the wages, but in terms of if you're a business like a bakery or if you're like a, a physical brick-and-mortar business, does that help you to pay for rent and all that sort of stuff or yeah, operating yeah. costs? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's just to pay wages. So yeah. Like, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've just talked too long, haven't I? It's it, it's it's no, a crazy. No, all just, all, 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 everything you say makes sense, dude. You know, from from what I see is a logical perspective, right? Yeah. But that's not the narrative we've been sort of given at the moment, is it? It's, it's, it's sort of a be kind, be kind, be safe, be kind, and don't uh, point out people when they mess up, eh? Yeah. Unless they're a twenty-one-year-old that goes to uh, a big gym. Yeah. Fitness or goes to MIT and works at KFC, works at KFC yeah, yeah. and asks for an apology uh, when they probably weren't. I mean, that makes a lot more sense. To, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the media today, but I uh, sorry, I did see a bit. It, it might have been the Herald or another um, uh, media outlet 
talking about here how the, the, the person wasn't contacted. Yeah. I mean, is it plausible that that person wasn't contacted and so her asking him or her whoever was asking for an apology? Yeah. Is that not justified? Because you're painting this narrative, this picture that these people knew that they had COVID and they deliberately went out and yeah. started doing or whatever they wanted to do. They're vilifying them, really, aren't they? Oh, they're, that's a good word, yeah. Vilifying. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Well, they are. They're publicly executing them without really any, you know, um, any second part of that story, if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. ugly, mate. The divide and conquer is a, is a great um, fa phrase used by, uh, who was it? Alexander the Great, so I think. Great, was it? And, it's a uh, whole Hegelian dialectic, right? You sure. create a problem and then you come up with the solution. <laughs> if you have the government that is encouraging people now yeah. to basically snitch, or yep. rat on family members and friends if they see them breaking the rules. Yep. That just creates more division and more stress and more negativity in an already negative environment. Oh, for sure. If you were to go back to um, uh, Germany, the Stasi, yep. uh, if you were to go back to uh, what happened in Russia, what probably happens in China. The Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. If you go back, you know, the Nazis, the Gestapo, sorry. Yeah. They use the same tactics to basically have people rat other people out. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, everyone wants, to, people don't want to get in trouble. But again, they're, people, they're making people, they're basically turning people against each other. Again, is this Nazi Germany? Yeah, is yeah. this, you know, Russia? Again, is this China? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm a bit different when I look at these things because I've met people whose families lived through that time who escaped China and went to Taiwan, went to Hong Kong. You've also been to Cambodia, right? I've walked the killing fields of Cambodia. Yeah. When you see the killing fields and the, you see all those skulls, skulls stacked yeah, up, yeah, yeah. And you say to yourself, what does that come from? Socialism, communism. Yeah. And that's the sort of government that, um, you know, we're possibly moving towards. It's more communitarianism, I think, is a term that I've heard. Mm. It's a community, but it's still the same ideals. It's big government. Yeah. When the government says, we're your main source of truth, that's when you have to say to yourself, oh, hang on. Yeah. Uh, like, no. Because yeah. there's lots of contrary information to that. You know, you can look around the world and find plenty. Yeah. And then so that you can make the decision. Otherwise, you're impeding on, you're impeaching on people's civil liberties. Yeah. And we do have a Bill of Rights, I think it's 1990, uh, here in New Zealand, which gives us protection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that would have been eliminated by now. but I'm sure they'll find a way to write it out with the COVID are responsible. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they will. I'm sure, find they, would. A way to I'm sure they would as well. Yeah. That's crazy, mate. Uh, interesting times, ones that we're living through, like you say. Hopefully we'll make it through. Uh, on a more positive note, I see. Uh, I feel like I'm looking at a reflection here, mate. With, the, like with our Roots T-shirt, and that's uh, our, our first kind of sponsor, really, which is uh, Mark Poli, our cousin, Marlo. Also, kind of like looking uh, like it's like a um, before and after T-shirt. Well, like your right. your chiselled physique, and like that's how I like. If I look at, it, I'm like, oh yeah, one day, <laughs> one day I can have a muzzle like you. But thanks, us. Uh, we, we love the T-shirts. So we we, love we the very grateful. Um, that you've sent them over for us all the way from Australia. The Roots actually stands for uh, Rise Out of the Struggle, mm. which, uh, you know, is a pretty um, strong sort of statement, uh, an abbreviation, of course, mm. but um, awesome tees. I've been wearing uh, Mark's tees for a long time now. They used to sell them at the uh, Otara Markets Ooh, uh, nice. back in the day, and um, I've been a big fan of them uh, for a long, long time, and this is his latest creation. So um, thank you very much, Mark, you know, of Tai Lovels, all that these mean a lot to Jack and I, and uh, we're proud to wear them, bro. For thank sure. you, cousin. Thank yeah, you very much. Sure. Speaking of cousins, mm. uh, Brad Mika. Oh, yes. Is that Pepitoi now, mate? 
Pepitoe Rugby. Oh, it's, everything's happened in Pepitoe, mate. <laughs> Everything. Well, this is right, mate. Yeah. COVID, Brad Mika. Yeah, he's back. And, he's um, back. Yeah, he's, he's, he should be a good addition to that club, right? I tell you what, I mean, um, Papatoi have definitely had some, some great people come through their ranks uh, of late. And when you look when Mooney was there, and obviously JP doing his thing now, and yep. you know, you've always got the Mialano influence there too. That's um, right. I remember the days when Charlie Whamoina used to run, run around for them after Odahu. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. good thing is, well, hopefully for, for the Ulster that um, there is a club rugby season. Yep. Because obviously we don't sort of know. We're kind of in the same boat we were in last year, right? Where back in lockdown and we have to see what happens and all that sort of stuff but I think he'll be um, a great addition because whenever you can get someone of his calibre um, obviously he spent his time coaching in Australia coaching uh, over in Malaysia yep. the, the, the national team um, but someone with that experience just to bring that back and, and be part of that set up again mm. huge for them yeah. I mean, uh, huge for them hopefully it bodes well for a good season for them I hope so too I hope mm. so too it'll, it'll be good to see him uh, on the sidelines when I'm supporting my boy that there for university but uh, yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, you've been on a few podcasts. Well, you've been on the, the same podcast twice. Mate, shout out to Cam and I at the uh, Wes Wes Network and everyone else here, Joanne and I and the rest of the team mm. um, and, and Rog. Um, yeah, very uh, very humble to go along. Um, end of last year, I met with Cam. It was just him and I. Yep. And um, and both of us definitely uh, thought it would have been great to have yourself and I there to sort of complement the, the, the four tops or yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the fabulous four. Yeah. Maybe we can do that in, a com uh, in the coming weeks or months. Well, hopefully. Yeah, but, well, I, but I mean, to sit down with Cam and to, to basically talk for, hey, we spoke for like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully people were too bored by it and yeah. we sort of covered a few different areas. But what they're doing at the, uh, what Cam and Ice and the rest of the team at the WizWiz Network are basically a, a group of 13 podcasts yep. that cover a range of uh, poly perspective podcasts. You know, you've got Afkasi um, podcast, you've got poly uh, tech talk, so looking at technology, counter rock, so all, all these great podcasts. That, that have their own Pacific Island flavour. Yeah. Um, so, and but like us, I mean, you and I, you know, we're Pacifica as well, we've got a little bit of Balangi privilege, but, you know, we can still have that Afakasi mm. sort of perspective come through. Yeah. Um, but to sit down with him, and he's very nuanced and very detailed, and, and but to have a long uh, conversation, and he let me rattle on for probably too long. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when we've, you and I, uh, when we got into this podcast, into the podcast, business, I guess, or even industry, um, we take um, our cues or our inspiration from someone like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan has those sorts of long conversations, which can go for a couple of hours, and that's what they do on the WizWiz Network. Yeah. So yeah. whereas, like us, we, yeah, we might do half an hour or an hour, depending on the quality of the guests or if we have enough rubbish to sort of get through. Yeah. Uh, but those guys, you know, they all sit down and they're unfiltered and, and you know, we, we had some good um, conversations around sort of what podcasts are and obviously our backgrounds and how we've dealt with COVID. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I quite look forward um, to, to sitting down with, with, with them again. Maybe we'll go up there, maybe they'll come here. Um, and just, yeah, again, collaborate with other like-minded people and again, sure. might have some different opinions on different things, but it's, it's good to have those sorts of conversations. And, and people are watching them. And they've got big plans at the West West Network as well. So yeah. you know, they write blogs. They have a lot of uh, media aspirations that they want to sort of aspire to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from humble beginnings, I think they've got a really good chance of doing it. And if we can, I think, contribute in any way, maybe would be the um, rabbit hole part of the, <laughs> of the network. Maybe as we don't get cancelled. But, maybe, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a good experience. I mean... Um, and he just had me on uh, Monday, actually. We caught up about the um, the Parker Far fight, which yeah. was quite cool. Um, so, no, it was really cool, uh, yeah. like I said. And um, just really good bunch of guys and girls there. 
uh, and it's going to be really exciting to again mix it up or collaborate with them in the, in the coming months. For sure, mate. I mean, you know, always support other whistles doing good stuff in our communities and yeah. and tinas, you know. So um, yeah, good on them. It, it, it's an awesome uh, initiative that they're doing there, and bringing it, um, bringing more Pacific stories to light, mate. So that that's cool. We and I do look forward to the uh, the combined. Uh, yeah, powers combined. The um, the four horsemen. When they, four horsemen. When, when we get Ooh, together. Can I be the um, Can I be the red horseman? Because that's my son's favorite color. The red horseman. Yeah. I didn't know they were colored. Were they? The black, pale. Oh right. I was thinking more of Arne Anderson. Rick Flair. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, sure, bro. Woo! That's a yeah, that's a good reference. Like I, I often have a when people when I have conversations with people, like sometimes you can tell whether they've just watched mainstream media or whether they've been exposed to like alternative media, whether they go and do extra research depending on the topic. Yeah. So it's always interesting to sit down with people and just listen and get their perspectives. Mm. Um, and if you can be inspired by them, like some of the people we've had on, which has been great, and we look forward to all the ones that are coming on, yeah. at the same time, I think we can use this platform to just make people aware so they can make the best decisions for them and their family because we're all going to have to do it. Yeah. You know, we're in a pretty crazy time right now, even here in New Zealand, especially. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. it, it's sort of, uh, you don't have to do it, but kind of thing, right? When we're talking about certain things. Oh, if we're talking about, you know, will you take the vaccine? That, yep. that should be your choice, but you should be. Um, you should have as much information as possible. Again, people want to get good information. So, I mean, if you were to look what's happening with the vaccine, not people. many people seem to be aware that people have actually died from the vaccine. Yeah. I know that the CDC, which again is, is you know, like the World Health Organization, and um, these are the people, these are the scientists that we trust, right? Even they've reported that people have died from the vaccine, but I don't think many people are aware of that. I mean, so mm. far it's been, I think it's uh, 1,381 because they have a system called VAERS, which stands for the uh, Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. Yep. So basically, you can go onto the, maybe we'll even chuck out a link in the description. We actually can go onto their website, have a look in that particular section, and see many, how many people have died and information on that, or how yep. many people have been affected. Yep. Again, uh, we're not, I'm not saying no, I'm not anti-vax, because I'm vaccinated. Yep. My kids are vaccinated. Um, but again, this isn't a traditional vaccine. Yeah. Right? So you need people to have the right information to make the best decision for them. Yeah. Mm. And it's our right as people to know and also ask the questions, right? It's not like we're, we, we just want to know. We, we don't want to get ourselves ill no. or have any side effects, you know. Oh, the, cerebral palsy. Or, oh, yeah. It's hard enough having this face without half of it sticking down like those nurses. You That's see right. the videos. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, I know, I know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, the vaccine hasn't been around as long as others have been and tested more thoroughly, sort of thing, you know. What's, what is doesn't, it? Doesn't Seven really months? Six like months? It doesn't really sound like it's a traditional. Traditional. What? What's your understanding of a traditional vaccine? Well, one that's been around a lot longer than six months, right? One that hasn't hasn't you know, come through Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, know, one, one that's been killed off. Tested. Tested. <laughs> has been tested on people over a long period of time, maybe. Killed off, you know, more mice and stuff than people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one that they can say, you know, you'll be fine. Wow, yeah. I mean, I know they're saying that anyway, but how do they know? Uh, well, the why thing. do they have vaccine courts? Why do these vaccine companies not have liability? Oh, why, why would you even apply for that part of the law to not have liability? If you I think it all changed in 86, right? When they huh? decided that, um, yeah, they don't want to make people, um, I guess these companies, liable yeah. for the, the deaths and, and problems that are occurring. 
But again, if we're talking about awareness and what a vaccine is, a vaccine is basically, and again, you know, any sort of vaccine is where they basically take a benign strain of the virus yep. and then do whatever it is they do to it, and then they basically put it in your body, so your body recognises it and goes, ah, that's, ah, that's not, that's foreign. Yep. I need to create antibodies, so if we see it, again, yep. we know to attack it. Yeah. That's what a vaccine is, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think that's what this new messenger RNA vaccine is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's different. It's a yeah. type of nano, people call say this nanotechnology and they're talking about all that sort of stuff. But it hasn't gone through the same processes that yeah. those traditional vaccines did or yeah. have. So yeah. and even people have problems with those, right? You just need to look at Africa, India, Bill Gates, all that sort of stuff, which I'm sure people have heard a thousand times and go can go and research themselves. But yeah. I'm just saying look into it more before you decide or you start encouraging people yeah. to get a vaccine. Also get it from more than one source, right? More than one source. Yeah. That would help. How, we've got the internet nowadays. You, you shouldn't have any excuses to... Well, that is problematic, though, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. But, uh, you know, messenger RNA, or yeah. this, this, this type of vaccine that they're talking about now, it hasn't been... Uh, let me put it this way. Remember our barbecues, our family barbecues we used to have? And yeah. I remember we used to do them at Auntie Ariel's or wherever it was. When you barbecue chicken, what happens if it's undercooked? Yeah, you get sick, mate. You get sick, right? Kim Colobacter. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've got a vaccine that, I'm not saying undercooked, but just hasn't been researched for a long period of time, hasn't been proven over a number of years, yeah. why would you risk taking it? Yeah. It sounds more like an experiment. Even um, Greg Hunt, the, one of the ministers from Australia, he himself said it. Yeah. It's a freaking experiment. Yeah. Are you, do you want to be part of an experiment? Not not involuntarily, no. Not really. I mean, yeah. it's been given emergency um, clearance right for people to get it, but it hasn't, hasn't been confirmed as like a full-on vaccine. Yeah, yeah. And we rely on MedSafe here in New Zealand. Okay, well, MedSafe, you know, you yeah. do your job, mate. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Follow the money, I think, is another good, uh, uh, good go. term used in the past. There you uh, go. Yeah. Who knows? It's... Um, Strange times, kind of strange times. Very strange times. So um, hopefully we can all come through this alive and well and look back on these days and tell our grandkids that we survived and uh, with our extra body parts that have grown because of the COVID <laughs> injection. That extra spike protein that's coming out of your head, eh? Actually, we have a cousin in the States who is in the process of having the, the injections at the moment. And I, I contacted him. I, I reached out to him. Mm. Uh, his name is David Hunt. Yes, um, I think he's up near Washington or around that area. Yep. Um, but he, he was on the higher uh, risk level, so he had to get the first injection. Yep. And I, I messaged him, I said, hey, look, I'm just interested in how you're finding the, you know, the, the vaccine going. Mm. Uh, at this stage, there's been no side effects. No done. problem. Good. But the first thing, he, he has to have two shots. Okay, so he's had the first one, yep. and 28 days later, he has the second one. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's a good series. I like those movies. Yeah, yeah. 28 Days Later. Mm. Uh, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie, bro. I think it was about vaccines and zombies, wasn't it? It was, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's to the, World War Z. That's the time frame between mm. his first vaccine and his second. So I'm going to keep in touch with him. Yeah, that'd be great. And just see, see how he... Um, I told him if he turns into a zombie, uh, don't. don't bother maybe, replying. Maybe, maybe Zoom it or um, Riverside FM, but no, don't do Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to find out what's going on and, and what what his effects are, and and we'll keep you guys posted on that as well. Uh, you so should be having these conversations, or at least looking into it, because yeah. again, at the end of the day, 
the government's already said they want to vaccinate everyone here to get everyone, herd yeah. immunity. Yeah, herd yeah. immunity via a vaccine, you need like 95% buy-in. Yeah. 95% of the population don't buy-in, then you know, the people that do end up getting it, they'll be subject to any sort of ill effects. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's you know, the vaccine herd immunity, as opposed to natural herd immunity, like chicken box. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you need to. Think about these things yeah. if you're listening or watching. Or well, I'm like you, mate. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. No. But I'm, I'm a little bit concerned and I have questions about this one. It's uh. not out of being a rebel or anything. It's just out of concern about my health and my family's health. That's, exactly. That's all. Yeah. And I think we have the right to ask those questions, surely. should be able to ask them and have them answered. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, but that, that vaccine hasn't been around long enough. Yeah. And, and that, that should tell you that it's not a traditional type of vaccine, which you and I have got it anyway. Well, we've allowed our kids to get. Yeah. That's different. Messenger RNA works differently. Yeah. Your body produces RNA itself, right? Uh, without being too scientific. Then you've got DNA, which basically houses um, genetic instructions. Yeah. And it's your RNA that basically executes those instructions. Basically goes to your cells, protein that develops a spike protein that tells your body, if you see this virus, yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that way, then you develop the antibodies. Hey, if you're a scientist out there and I've explained that really badly or poorly, please comment or let me know. But yeah. again, that's my understanding of it. Um, someone that's supposedly educated, yeah. um, you know, and so, and that seems to be what you hear from a lot of other academics and medical doctors and virologists and epidemiologists all around the world. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're talking about. And again, I would, I would listen to whatever they tell us in the government, whatever mainstream media is telling us, but I also listen to what other people tell us. Yeah. And it doesn't marry up. Yeah, it yeah. It doesn't marry up at all. Yeah, mm, yeah. So. Mm. Again, man, you know, fascinating times. <laughs> this is madness. This is like a really bad movie. <laughs> yeah, just again, hopefully it doesn't end up like 28 days and we have to yeah, go around shooting zombies and stuff. But unfortunately, we're in it. We're, we're in the middle of it. The, and the whole world is in the middle of it. Wow. It's, oh. it, is, it really is World War Z. It's uh, even a few of the uh, the movies. Obviously, being in lockdown, you get to see a few more movies. There's different COVID virus movies that yeah, are coming yeah, out, yeah, and yeah. you know, I remember Outbreak and all those movies back in the day. The monkey from Outbreak. Monkey it was all his fault, mate. He he, <laughs> he spread the Ebola, and they were trying to track that monkey down. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So here cool. we are. Um, yeah. Just to highlight, uh, my son Noah, who's just completed his um, architecture uh, degree at university. Light. He has a um, uh, Instagram page if you want to go along there and have a look. It's uh, visual.nf. That's visual.nf. Have a look at it. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty blown away by some of the stuff he's producing. It's amazing. So I just thought I'd give him a shout out since he's uh, introduced me to so many of our interesting guests. So, uh, yeah. Sure. Good on you, son. Well done, mate. Mm. Um, other than that, anything else you want to bring up? Because that's about it. I think that's us for now. Any more shout outs? Uh... I gave a shout-out on Monday, but I'll give it again. Shout-out to um, Phil Talea from BBM, who won his fight. He was one of the undercard fights. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, on Saturday, so well done to him. I mean, his, again, his journey, a bit like Dave, uh, like Big Dave uh, Lataele, you know, using boxing as a way to keep healthy and keep fit and, and drop a whole lot of weight yep. and, and continue to inspire and help others do the same. Yep. So shout-out to everyone at BBM as well. So Shout-out to BBM. And then all the work, and of course, all the great work they're doing with their food bank. So. Exactly. Yeah. I saw them handing... Uh, Food out today, actually. Long line out there in Manukau. So yeah, God bless you, and uh, you're doing God's work out there. Yeah. All right, well, other than that, um, you know, Cuz, good to see you again, mate. Uh, we'll, we'll do this again very shortly. Hopefully mm. we'll catch up with the, the lads from the... Where's um, Wes? Where's Wes? Looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, good to be back on board after a little bit of a break. So uh, 
as I always sign off, all love, no hate, fala ya.